Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Oh, bother. Are we really that desperate? <sighs> I suppose I'd best call... Ape Man the Rescuer. Saving atheism, humanism, philosophical materialism, and postmodernism from observed facts, real science, and common sense. Hello. Ape Man, I need your help again. What is it this time? We found a star in our galaxy called the Methuselah Star, which is estimated to be 16 billion years old. So, what's the problem? Well, you see, we've been saying that the universe is 13.8 billion years old. Yeah, so? That would make the Methuselah star older than the universe. Oh, you're saying that the star can't be older than the universe. That's right. Now tell me, how do we get out of this one? Do you really know how old the universe is? We've been convincing people that we do. Our numbers keep changing. Like how? Well, in the early 1900s, we said that the universe was one billion years old. Later, we increased it to two or three billion. By the 1970s, we'd increased it to 20 billion. But then we decreased it to 13.8 billion years, based on our present understanding of the rate of expansion of the universe, as shown by the Doppler effect. The Doppler effect? Are you saying I'm dopey? No, the Doppler effect. After all, we try to be scientific, but the point is that we have to keep changing how old we say the universe is whenever we make new observations. We say we're really sure at the time, but then we make some new observations, and our answers change again. Huh, don't people ever point out that maybe you, uh, don't really know? Of course not. We are scientists. People never question us unless someone refers to the Bible. Well, all right then. There's your answer. Just change your numbers again so that the universe is older than the star. Then no one will question you as long as you stay away from the B word. Then everyone will think you're scientific. Whatever that means. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Daniel Harris, and our producer Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science <laughs> Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. As Terry has commented, that was a collaborative effort between several of us to, to get a good skit going. I remember when I was in school in the 1970s, them talking about the universe being 20 billion years old, 18 to 20 billion years old. You, Dr. Harrison, I'm glad we've got you here for this one today because you're going to be a main contributor. You have related to us before this whole universe first thought to be a billion years old and then two or three billion, then yeah. 20 billion. Now 13.8 billion is their current number. However, I wrote an article in our newsletter recently in which they got a real fix. And it's not just the Methuselah star. Because the Methuselah star is supposed to be about 16 billion years old, which contradicts with their age of the universe of 13.8. But also, they cannot make come together their age of the universe via the universe's expansion at 13.8 
with what they get from CMP data. CMP degradation data shows that if you have a fixed variable for the universe being flat, that you would get a figure of 14.5 billion based on the degradation of heat. Well, that's not within the error factor of 13.8, but it gets worse. If they take the CMP data and change a variable, for example, they say the space is not flat, it's curved, that age of the universe now goes up to 18.3 billion. This idea that they know exactly what the age of the universe is junk. Your thoughts? Well, throw a dice and you can get an age of the universe. The astronomers have been messing with this Big Bang idea, which really doesn't work. You have to have so many patches. If I look at the uniform of a military officer and I see a tear here and a tear there and a tear here and a tear there, in this case, the the whole idea of the age of the universe is mostly patches and not a credible science. The first thing that happened when the Big Bang became popular in the 1950s was the idea that the universe is made out of matter. And if we start out with pure energy, when it converts to matter, makes equal amounts of matter and antimatter. So where did all the antimatter go to in the universe? That was the big question in the 1950s. So they invented the idea that the universe expanded violently and rapidly on a very, 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 very short time scale in order to make our region of the universe only made out of matter, that the antimatter is somewhere far away that we can't observe. This kind of patches of repairing the model has been going on now ever since the Big Bang became popular. Originally, when the idea of the expanding universe was first speculated about in the 1930s, they had a a problem. They had a serious, serious, serious problem. The serious problem was that, again, the stars were older than the universe according to the rate of expansion. So what did they do? Around 1950, they doubled and more the size of the universe in order to make the universe older than the stars. Now they're running into the same problem again. The stars, we don't know how old they are. Like the scripture says, God created trees. Did they look like trees? Yeah. Well, a tree takes years to grow. So how can it look like a tree if it's only been a a few minutes old? Well, that's the same thing that you look at the universe and you can say, well, how do we know how old a star is? We can't say how old a star is because we don't know that it wasn't created just a few minutes before the light left it. These questions of the age of the universe and all can only be legitimately answered by looking at Scripture. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, our resident astronomer, Dr. Daniel Harris, and our producer Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we're talking about the age of the universe, the fact that uh, secular science really can't pin that down, but the Bible can. Terry, when you have heard this whole discussion, what were your thoughts? What is really sad is people are unnecessarily compromising or even totally abandoning their belief in the Bible because of what scientists are saying. And I think you could put the term scientist in quotes because 
these scientists, I think, are really acting as philosophers. But what people need to understand is that the starting assumptions of these scientists, and, and this, this is just so important, that the starting assumption of these scientists is that the Bible is not true. And these scientists, like or so-called scientists like Ken Miller, sound really sure of themselves, you know, like they have it all figured out. Then they have to change what they're saying when we learn something new. And they're not getting called out for it. It's really frustrating. They're not really getting called out for it. Scott C. Todd, Department of Biology at Kansas State, he had said... Uh, even if all the data point to an intelligent designer, such a hypothesis is excluded from science because it is not naturalistic. Of course, the scientist individual is free to embrace a reality that transcends naturalism. So in other words, anything but God. It's like that's their basic operating premise, that the Bible is not true. Your point is well made in that we are dealing with a media at this point that has its own agenda. They have their own agenda for social issues in the U.S., but they also have their own agenda for God or the existence of God or the absence of God, and we are not getting an even playing field there. Going back to the discussion of the age of the universe or the Big Bang itself, you were talking about that they had patches and rescuing devices, Dr. Harris, that they were talking about with the Big Bang, such as the age of the universe. Another patch was inflation itself. Yeah. They have what's called the horizon problem. There hadn't been enough time for one end of the universe to get to such an even temperature as the other end of the universe, except for inflation. Talk about that patch. It was sort of something that was came along not long after the problem of the matter versus antimatter, and that is the idea that if you look in different directions, you get the same temperature. Well, all those things were supposed to originate at the same location, and they've expanded away from each other at a very, very, very rapid rate, so that the result is that you get temperatures of objects that are far away from each other that have never been in communication with each other. So how can that be? Well, they explain that using what they call inflation, the idea that the universe that we're looking at is a microcosm of the original Big Bang expanded greatly so that objects that are now far apart were close together and that's how they explain it. They explain it by what they call inflation. There are serious, serious problems with inflation because the physics of inflation that they propose says that inflation should be continuing. They say it stopped, so they've got a contradiction in whether it, it should be continuing or whether it stopped. One of the things that I really like about the, the Big Bang cosmology, cosmic microwave background business is what the astronomers now call the axis of evil. And that is the fact that if you examine very, very carefully the cosmic microwave background radiation that is supposed to be left over from the Big Bang, you find that it is divided into two hemispheres, a cold hemisphere and a hot hemisphere. Difference in temperature is not very large. But the dividing line is a circle that is the Earth's orbit. 
<laughs> How can it be that the Earth's orbit is the dividing line between the hot region and the cold region in the cosmic microwave background? The cosmic microwave background is supposed to be radiation that has come to us over a period of billions of years from far, far away. How does it know to be aligned with the Earth's orbit? And that goes completely against the supposed Copernican principle. What we found from this whole discussion is that there really is not a good consensus or good data that shows how old the universe is in terms of billions of years. It could easily be exactly as the Bible states, and we thank God for that word. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzadel, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.